0: recording you guys uh ready
1: to hop in yeah yeah let's do it um so yeah like uh as it regards uh, the the new york city orange sky apocalyptic uh weather event yesterday i thought it was pretty cool you know because like i i think it's cool when the sky is a different color like just show me something new you know like i look we're not gonna we're not gonna fix climate change but if it can provide us with some new and interesting colors to look at in the sky or have make it feel like so dark i have to turn all the lights in my apartment at one o'clock that's fine with me and I will say, uh, you know, per, per you Cali cry babies, uh, our air quality exponentially worse than the worst of the California wildfires. New York City, number one. Again,
0: it's they can't and, stop winning. It's astounding. I have to tip my cap. I mean, they,
2: they didn't they have like a red sky event in fucking Portland. 20,000 people live in Portland. You know, <laughs> this really isn't. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm alone here. I just I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's I think I agree with you. I think it's fun fun. to have It's fun to have in-game events.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The blood moon rises. Um, Yeah. And, you know, like they said, they said yesterday, like going out in New York City and breathing the air was the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes a day. And I'm like, done. Easy. No problem.
0: I could smoke six cigarettes. (laughs) I don't even smoke. It'd be fine. Yeah,
2: that's not even that's not even a fucking third of a pack. Yeah, like what, what? What's your argument? Cancer you're, only sets in after the pack amount.
0: Everybody, literally everybody's grandfather, smokes six cigarettes before breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> every day of their lives from the age of fourteen to ninety-four.
2: Yeah, it's more dangerous uh, to ride a bicycle in New York. I mean, that and, is true, and more annoying. <laughs> I swear to God, you're annoying more people than than any than anything and that's I mean, more dangerous
0: i, <laughs> I absolutely it, it is taking your life in your hands to ride a bike in new york which is why they're so high strung and, and oh, obnoxious great. about it but you can't deny that if you're not on a bike they are just incredibly annoying and i get it you know you're you're signing a death warrant but it's like you chose to do that come on settle down i i don't know why those people can't just walk <laughs> If you're I mean, gonna ride a I'm,
2: bike, i'm serious like if you're riding a bike, clearly you're not, oh, I need to be here in five minutes. Clearly you have some time. It would take, what, an extra hour to walk there? That's fine.
0: I, I would say if you're going to ride a bike in New York, you should at least dedicate yourself to having a samurai's attitude towards life and death. You should. Yes. Every morning when you strap on that helmet, LOL, you should be like, I have already died. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. then go about the, your business.
1: The New York City cyclist should spend every moment meditating upon being ripped apart by arrows or, you know, uh, pulled under the wheels of a bus. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like you're, you're already dead. And, you know, like you're funny, Felix, uh, just walking around the streets in New York City when I see people on a bicycle, I'm like, oh, how nice. It's like Amsterdam. What, what a pleasant, civilized thing, a way to live. And then if I'm driving a car in New York City, I just go into Terminator vision and just start chalking up the points on um, given the given the person riding the bicycle, I'm just see, see, search and destroy mission. I can't stand these fuckers. I honestly up, felt that way, job.
2: I have felt that way walking. Like I've just been walking and heard a bike guy screaming as he's careening down like the path or the sidewalk, and just I can't believe I haven't like done something that would send me to prison.
0: They didn't you didn't have a sword yet. Yeah, I you can go back to New York with your sword yeah. because it would escalate quickly.
2: I had a Tonto when I lived in New York. <laughs> I did.
0: Yeah.
1: And you use it to open packages.
2: Yeah. I lost it. I don't know where it is. Some some lucky guy found my Tonto. So oh, he's opening a lot child. of packages with it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, um, but uh Matt just told me, Felix, you just got a sword. Yeah. I uh um, please tell us about the sword.
2: Well, I got um, you know. I'm uh, I'm sort of a classic man like uh, what was that guy's name who sang classic man classic man <laughs> classic man yeah you know the song classic man I, I no. don't think I do it was it was big like six years ago
0: Chris you you if you anyone's heard of the song it will be Chris, Chris yeah Chris will know classic what classic man, man, man is
2: it's Jadena 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 I'm a classic man yeah this is like a 2015 yeah. big hit yeah yeah, well, that's a song about, you know, wearing a suit. But for me, I'm a real classic <laughs> man. And I thought for my birthday, I'm going to order a sword from not a Chinese sword, but a sword that was made in China. <laughs> and it was a distinction. And I got um, a guy very accurately replicated uh, Artorius's sword from Dark Souls one. And that that's was awesome. that was that was my birthday purchase. Was this a,
1: was this a custom job for you?
2: No, no, I I just went on Etsy one day and I just typed in like Dark Souls Sword, wondering what I could find. I was expecting to find just like keychains or like people doing a really shoddy job of it. But this guy in Hong Kong did a great job, and I'm ready to support whatever side of the protest he's on. <laughs> umbrella, no umbrella? I don't care. I'm
0: with you. They got a sword. Fuck the umbrella. Yeah.
2: It's really good, it's really heavy. You really appreciate what Artorias went through in history. I can't believe he was real.
0: <laughs> Where's his statue? Honestly, uh, um, the libs tore it down. Yeah, we can't have, it. We're not allowed to have heroes anymore.
2: No, um, he was a product of his time. Let's just say yes. That.
0: <laughs> we didn't know that goblins were uh, had rights back then. And that you shouldn't cut him up. I don't know who's who you fight in that game. <laughs> goblins?
2: You kind of, well, Artorius yeah.
0: did kind of fight
2: goblins. He was um, a knight of Gwyn, and Gwyn is like the god figure of the game. He's like if god was like... Um, cool? One of us? No, Gwyn's kind of cool, but kind of a bad guy. It takes a lot of... There's a lot of debate about this, but he was... <laughs> in he the was, community.
0: Yeah. In the lore community. He was Gwyn's
2: knight. And for people who don't know what that means, because, you know, your parents, um, they forbid you from reading books with knights growing up. You have to read Montessori (laughs) books. You have to. All tales about knights were replaced by stories about, like, you know, King Arthur's D.I.E. (laughs) count. Stuff like that.
0: Um, Uh, When, 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 yeah, Sir Gawain had to go into the dark woods to check his privilege.
2: Exactly. Yeah. A knight is like, um, Well, he's he's like a soldier, but instead of buying a Dodge Challenger, he's got a horse and he has he does something called chivalry, which is not having uh, airstrikes. And Artorias was one of Gwyn's best knights. And there's this town, Oolacile, and um, there's too much to explain. But basically, everyone in Oolacile started fucking with this dead body they found. And they're like, oh, it's so old. Let's fuck with. Let's molest this corpse and it just it woke him up and made him go crazy and did unleash a bunch of goblins that's basically what creatures of the abyss are are goblins ah. um and artorius um he was called the abyss walker because he was he formed a covenant with like some of the creatures in the abyss and was like forming a covenant with goblins <laughs> he did he did he went into the abyss to rescue princess dusk who if you look in the game, you can't really tell if she was hot or not. It's hard to tell, but he didn't care. He rescued her anyway. <laughs> the and Lord community needs dog. further
1: investigation. He lost his
2: dog in the process. Oh damn! Oh, that Sucks. Fuck. His Respect dog. Well, to him. well, the dog didn't die. It just like got oh, really tired.
0: Got... <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, it's too hard. What, to he be just, like, no, just like went home. It's just like, dude, I, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm wiped. I'm, I'm gonna check, catch you later.
2: Well, Artorias kind of got fucked up in the Abyss. Like, he was getting his ass kicked a little bit. And then uh, his dog was just doing even worse. And Artorias was like, well, I'm going to lose. So he used his shield to create a barrier around his dog. His dog's actually a wolf because Artorias was very big. Everyone who isn't a human, but is like a humanoid, is really big in these games. And he... Uh, you you know, when you find the dog, it's just protected in the abyss by this big It has its
1: favorite music on. The AC is blasting.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of like in a safe car. (laughs) And then uh, a thousand years later in the game, you kill the dog. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, you know what? A thousand years, that's a a good long life for a dog. You know, that is true. It's in
2: twelve years. That dog had an awesome life.
0: Is that dog years? Because holy shit, it's a thousand years. Or if it's real, if it's human years, then imagine how many dog years—that's seven thousand years. Jesus.
2: Yeah, it's implied to be human years. I mean, they don't give you any option except to kill. Like the only way to progress the game is to kill that wolf. Like a thousand years
1: later. I don't know. I don't know if I approve of that kind of violence in video
0: games. (laughs)
1: Like somehow related to Dark Souls, I guess I want to start this week, uh, this or this episode rather. With, I mean, like this is a story that was dropped like last week, and I keep hearing about it. It's more more UFO news, and the latest uh, oh, the latest this. iteration of this I wish there was is a that, yeah. to
0: make the jack off motion. Or- orally so that people could understand that I'm doing the jack off motion. instinctively.
1: <laughs> Just imagine Matt's, you know, like making a fist and then like rolling his eyes and doing the back and forth motion. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's where I'm going with it is that like Contra, like there's no videos to accompany this of like, you know, uh, Foo Fighters or, you know, like orbs and, you know, shapes shifting, you know, uh, shifting latitude in the sky or whatever. Um, But I do want to say about this is like uh, it's the the new thing is like uh, some some intelligence whistleblower who says that like uh, the U.S. government has had for a a number of years now, several alien spacecraft and their pilots, you know, classic X-Files, Area 51 bullshit. But I guess like every time a new UFO story like this drops in the news, that's like seeming to confirm like every every confirm the X-Files. I just wonder what's the what are the other stories that they're trying to just trying to sneak past uh, with the disclosure of uh, alien uh, the existence of aliens.
2: That's a, uh, that's al- always what it is. I mean, I I already um, I predicted that um, all water is going to have pulp in it now, like orange <laughs> juice, home style water.
0: Come on, chef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's uncanny. Oh, it's like? Oh, uh, uh, they're starting to get the impression that th- th- we're doomed. Uh, don't worry, we've got alien tech on deck. Don't worry about it. I mean, and then there's also just the fact that we do have a space force, folks, and it's they didn't get rid of it after Trump left. Everyone laughed about space <laughs> force, including the liberals. How hilarious this was, and how absurd it was. But as soon as Brandon got in, they're like, "But seriously, this is a uh uh, uh we're gonna have to be fighting in the space frontier. We need to take this seriously." And one of the reasons you have to take it seriously is, oh, there's aliens out there. Oh, better get some space lasers. Sorry, folks. Yeah, it's ops all the way down. Get out of here. And you know what? It kills me because I was an X-Files watcher. I want to believe I read so much. I got so into UFOs as we all do. And yet now I'm at a point where I just can't see it. There's the one X-Files episode where he gets like a a deep throat guy who tells him the whole thing. The NSA guy to cover their actual insane black budget research operations to create these insane fucking vehicles that they don't want to account for. And, then but of course the show went, nah, he was trying to uh, do a double, a reverse uh, op on, on Mulder. But I think now nah, I think that's probably all the way, all the time. That was the actual answer to the whole well, thing. I mean, you, you bring up the X-Files and like,
1: yes, I want to believe too, but because I've watched every episode of the X-Files, it's just like, when they just come out in the press and they're like, yeah, we have area 51 shit. I'm like, I don't believe it. Yeah. Like where's Mulder and Scully fighting to like, you know, like this would all get covered up if it was real. I don't, I I don't know. I just, I, I wonder like, you know, what, what are the news stories there? They're sneaking past us when we're thinking about this stuff. And I, I guess it would just be like, I don't know, whatever's going on in Ukraine right now. Um, the fact that, Taylor Swift is giving her fans amnesia with Havana
0: Ray on the Irish tour. That is, that is pretty alarming, I, I guess, <laughs> that we've perfected like large scale uh, MK Ultra shit where like you don't even need to dose somebody or get them in a room with Jolly West. You can just ha- bring them into a room with 50,000 other Swifties and just wipe their brains. Apparently, maybe I'd be like, maybe this is the concert. So good. They just sort of like they're emerging. I, mean, from I the think that is probably like, part what, what of what happened. Yeah, you know, like there was a there was an article I know uh, Felix enjoyed this in tablet oh, yes. that compared the forward. amnesia of the swifties to the Jews after being in the desert and I think that is true like you can't really because what is memory, right? Beyond the self it is a socially reproduced story that we tell each other and you know the the, the lesson of the Sinai experience is that encounters with the divine cannot be spoken of. They cannot be reproduced. They have to be forgotten. And if you're a Swifty, the closest thing you have in in your life to a religious experience is an encounter with the Godhead. So, of course, they're not going to be able to remember it because that would mean to speak it. And you can't speak that encounter.
2: Yeah, it's hard to overstate how like into Teller Swift they are. Like, I know, you know, everyone who's they're the musician's name and then an E at the end, they're into that musician, but not like them. They're really, they, they like, um, they want to become a part of Taylor Swift.
0: They do. And they think they are. I mean, they do think of themselves as a component. They do see her as a godhead. Like, oh, wokeness is a religion. Oh, whatever. Uh, Fucking Stan is Stan culture. And the really intense ones specifically are absolutely functioning emotionally and subjectively in people's lives like religion does. Because those feelings that need doesn't go away. It just gets transferred. And like and the Swifties, they need like a council, like a Nicene council to determine
1: who she's allowed to date. <laughs> yeah. Uh
2: no, but I, think, I, I, I I I think it would probably be it would be really bad for her. It would probably I mean, talk about annoying responses. I'm not saying that like all her boyfriends were gay. I'm saying that they were like <laughs> non-conventional, meaning like entertainment heterosexual men. They're not like yeah. They don't have the real habits and foibles of
0: They don't the they're true. not red-blooded.
2: Yeah. None of Taylor Swift's boyfriends have ever explained like um you know the sword from Halo or anything <laughs> like that. They've never <laughs> they've never been like do you want to drink NyQuil tonight and watch Ultimate Warrior? I think I, think, I would blow her away. I I honestly think that
0: if she just one date with Felix like going to his apartment uh, marveling at how clean it is <laughs> and then sitting and watching some Dark Souls lore videos with a Monster Energy drink, I think she'd be ready to finally, uh, at 31 or however old she is, go all the way.
1: Yeah, with
0: beer. <laughs> because it is my contention that she is a virgin.
1: She's she's been preparing herself. She's been preparing herself for like she's been like, waiting. She's been saving she's been wait- herself. She's been waiting for marriage or someone to show her a 40 minute Vacha video uh, Dark Souls lore explainer.
2: I really think I think. Um, I don't know. I think it would change her life. It would change mine, definitely.
0: And the the Swifties would be like, oh my God, he's never said anything problematic in his life. (laughs) They couldn't find
2: any well, all the things that I've said that are like cancelable, they're too confusing for them. They don't know like when I say when I say things that are cancelable, I'm like, Ukraine and Russia are the same thing. Like who cares? (laughs) And they didn't. They haven't thought about that.
0: Yeah, it's literally in a foreign language to them. All of your problematic statements. They've you never they never see. They,
2: they, they have never seen a haaseed.
1: <laughs> you know, Felix, you're gonna incept the idea of buck breaking into the Swifty fan base. Well, more people need to learn about it. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Felix, I'm just. Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the the forward story about how like the Talmud. Uh, you know, you, we can learn a lot from the Talmud about Taylor Swift fans' amnesia at her concerts. And I just like this detail. It says, in the uh, the, the Talmud, rabbis discuss how after Moses' death, Joshua forgot a large portion of the Jewish laws Moses had explained to him. (laughs) Well, Well, that's just a a trick. There were 10 of them, and they were written on a fucking rock. How hard it is to remember this shit. Well, that's like a
2: trick when you don't want to like engage in small talk with someone. It's like a very AJ Soprano. That's one of the best AJ Soprano characterization things. It's like something you do when you're a shitty 15 year old and your mom or like your aunt is trying to be nice and like, oh, what, are, you know, well, how was the school trip? And you're just so shitty and uh, want to go to your room so bad. That you're like, I forgot. I don't know. That's probably what was going on there.
1: <laughs> Can I covet my neighbor's wife? I don't know. Fine. I, don't know. <laughs> I forgot it was gay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the, the, the UFO bombshells, they're covering up that Taylor Swift is the godhead, that she is she is Yeshua. She is Jehovah.
0: The Messiah's back, folks.
1: And I like, I, you know, don't know what's going on in Ukraine. They just blew up a dam over there. But I, I did like the spate of Washington Post articles. They were like, explainer. The Tibetan good luck charm that uh, many Ukrainian soldiers are a fan of. Like, here's why it's okay. <laughs> that, that that was really funny because they were like, uh, they you know the the fact that they can't get one Ukrainian soldier in a news photograph that doesn't have like some sort of like <laughs> Nazi paraphernalia on their uniforms, and they have to find a way to explain this. They're like, look, in the postmodern world,
0: do you don't believe no, or you're not aware of the free association of sign and signifier yeah (laughs) it is funny how they try to compare it to the way that you know in taiwan if they want to signal that like a space heater is from germany they just put hitler on the package you know germany those got that guy or how you know in the hitler ice cream in india because like hitler strong leader cool dude it's like yeah but ukraine is where like the Holocaust happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it, like, in terms of, like,
1: misappropriating, like, you know, like, Nazi paraphernalia, like, the way, you know, Indians do to have, like, Hitler chicken restaurants or whatever. <laughs> those countries, like, didn't live the experience of the Holocaust and, like, not just wearing a swastika. Oh, and these help, are, help it, do it. Help yeah, carry the, it out. Let's these not are forget insi- that. No, I'm saying these are the insignias of the fucking, like, uh, Galatian, you know, like, uh, stormtrooper units that, like, carried out the Holocaust. Or There's like, motherfuckers military, out yeah.
0: there with uh, a fucking... Uh, Durl Wanger Brigade paraphernalia. <laughs> that was like cartoon horror. Like literally, they took a net, an alcoholic necrophiliac, and let him have his pick of the litter among like convicted rapists and poachers in the German prisons, and then just set them loose on Belarus as a as a uh, anti partisan brigade. And now being they a, got those guys, They're they're flashing that Riz in the Ukraine. Like being what a Durl
2: Winger fan is like, I mean okay because yeah, that's not say, just like
0: oh you know cool signifiers like no you have read the wikipedia pages and yeah beat off to them
2: <laughs> and that like even amongst nazis like i'm not gonna say like i get if you're a reinhard Heydrich fan or a green <laughs> fan <laughs> but okay let's say i do like got, Reinh- got reinhard Heydrich, yeah reinhard Heydrich, like brutal man of steel uh the bloodless ruthless uh Guring, as we stated before the first hot guy to ever become really fat in a modern no. sense mm-hmm. um war hero flying dad girl literally it's just like oh we're the racist pedophile club <laughs> like he is the, the, the pedophile the cowards who never like, Dirl, really go into battle and just kill villagers. is
0: the actual pepe it is yeah. not some guy uh reading a fucking panzer division in the waffen ss it is Durl Wangler, who is this, a reedy little nerd. He was like a, he had a doctorate. You know, he was one of the poli dork who also fucked corpses. And if you ever see a picture of him, he's just got so so that's not a, that's not a metaphor. exaggeration. No, no chin to speak of. Just like beady little eyes. And they're like, hey, take a bunch of uh, pedophiles and go into the woods and murder civilians.
2: Yeah, we need you for a really special job. It's not it's specifically not combat. We need someone. Yeah, who, you are not you're not the
0: opposite of auto scores Right.
2: We need someone who isn't your skills aren't like fighting other military aged men or soldiers. God forbid your skills are especially in terrifying children. And like (laughs) unarmed villagers, Um, if you're like, if you're a peeping Tom and you want to join like our J R J R O T C program, (laughs) you know, sign up here.
0: Well, like imagine those guys trying to like hang glide uh, into a castle to rescue Mussolini.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's not, it's not happening. It's not happening. Like they, they are, it's, literally the cowardly pedophile it's like
0: we know what part of the whole nazi experiment you were into Mm -hmm. well i mean in in one of the sort of um
1: half hearted defenses of the i don't know adoption of nazi paraphernalia by many soldiers in the ukrainian military one of the defenses of it was like though it may be maybe distasteful to like you know in our culture they were like However, misguided, like many people see the, you know, like the insignias of like Nazi uh, military units as just signifying a, a competent and efficient military enterprise. And I'm like, maybe the, in the Nazis. Of years, I was like, they lost. Look at the fuck. Check, check the fucking scoreboard.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. A, you
2: know, an efficient military force. Yeah. The people who spent an inordinate amount of time trying to find Santa.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They were doing like the the Last Crusade. It's like yes, a big component of the Nazi war machine was at one point we find the Holy Grail, and that will <laughs> turn the tide.
2: I mean, talk about yeah, talk about thinking Artorias is real.
0: Yeah, and and the technological side of that is we're gonna use get a wonder weapon. We're going to build the largest tank of all time. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna build, a, build tanks where one, one of the, the the cannon for one of them uses all the steel in Dusseldorf. <laughs> And like, meanwhile, we have no gasoline at all, but we're going to build the world's largest tank that can travel like half a mile a day, but it so, has like seven foot thick armor, and it's just going to be cool. And then we're going to bu- build a rocket that will blow up uh, London when all it actually did was just annoy people and uh, like inspire uh, an incredibly cool book that everyone wants me to read, but that I cannot, for the life of me, get into. Gravity's Rainbow. I'm sorry. I i
2: not <laughs> sorry. know <laughs> no one has actually ever read that book. So Oh man, like, you're going oh, wow. you to The
0: they're going to put out even, uh, No, we're going to get a bunch of
2: emails from fucking liars. Even the guy who wrote the Wikipedia <laughs> for it probably didn't read it. <laughs> no one knows what it's about, but um, if you look at yeah, if you look at all the Nazi vehicles, especially the ones produced in the last like 3 years of the war, They look like when, like, uh, Donald Duck has a special Donald Duck plane. (laughs) Like, Like, it's, it's the dumbest shit you've ever seen. It will be like a stout, a stout, like, almost like the shape of a barrel, a jet with a single engine, but a wingspan, a wingspan of like 50 feet. And it's like, what was the, was the point of this? Just suicide runs? What is this? They were, the least like cost effective and resource efficient use of materials ever, probably.
0: Yeah, it was very. They, it's amazing. How, and as I said, they were doing all this while their access to uh, any kind of oil capacity just shrank and shrank. they like, don't worry about it. Uh, as it is, I just want to say though, uh, the death of, our, of uh, Oscar Durlwanger is absolutely the most Larry David esque fate of any of the big Nazis because. He, at the end of the war, was able to surrender to the Western Allies and avoid the Russians, which, you know, that's a huge W. You know, you very well might get a (laughs) job out of that and not get executed. (laughs) But when he was in custody, uh, some of the guards in the uh, camp were, like, former uh, Polish resistance fighters. And, like, one of the last things that Derwanger Brigade did was help go in, of course, after the end of the Warsaw Uprising. They didn't fight it, no they just came in afterwards to, like, strangle all the nurses. Oh, uh, and these these Polacks, they recognized him, and they beat him to death in his prison cell. And I just <laughs> imagine that happening with the fucking curb music starting at the end. <laughs> and he's I like, mean, oh, oh, geez, oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> I mean, he did, like, he did luck out initially, not uh you know, being found by the Allies first, but or the Western Allies first, but um. I mean, okay, look, like paperclip, they hired a bunch of fucking losers, that's for sure. But like what job were they gonna give Girlwinger after the
0: war? <laughs> we need a white hat pedophile. Uh, I mean how they, uh, what was Mark Dutro, but a white hat pedophile for fucking NATO?
2: But you need your you need your white hat pedophile to be like to be able to like blend into a crowd. He can't be previously famous for other pedophilic acts.
0: He was also a uh, absolutely crippling alcoholic, like DTs after uh, six hours without a drink style alcoholic. So yeah, not your, not your number one draft pick when you're doing uh rounds.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably, I, he probably still would have had like a, a decent life. Is that just how those things went? Like if the Polish guys didn't find him, he probably would have like, you know, run a sauerkraut factory, a funeral funeral home. Yeah. And made $4,000 a year, which was the equivalent of like $29 million and like owned the biggest theme park in the state. And they still use it today. And it's still called Durlwinger world.
0: And you know, you might say, (laughs) Oh, like they executed some of the bad guys in the, in the West. It's, It's like, if you look, if you look at the, uh, the roster of all of the Einsatzgruppen and commanders and then you look at their fate after the war it is it is uh, it's sort of like Animal House you know like a couple of them got executed yeah they just they just got <laughs> went back and became yeah strudelmeisters in uh, in West Germany and just it's chilled
2: like, it's like looking at like 2007 Chicago Bulls roster players who now play in Taiwan
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, departing from the, uh, the horrors of the past to the, uh, the 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 fun good times of the present, I've got we, we, we talk about there's uh, some some juice there's some action in the Republican primaries. But before getting to that, I just want to know: uh, Did you guys follow any of the new coverage of Hunter Biden from like? Uh, think it was the free beacon this week. They've just been like going through all his text messages and shit. And there's nothing really new there. I mean, like, yeah, we all know he smokes crack all day. But there was just a couple of text messages I'm wondering if you saw where it was like Hunter's lawyer was texting him. And it was like, yes. the text was like, Hunter, I need you to call me back right now. It's very important. And Hunter replies with just a 21 Savage song. He just sends him like, via <laughs> a text message, a 21 Savage song.
2: And the, the 21 Savage song was called Ball Without You. You run around. which like I was, I wish I knew more context for these conversations because like, presumably it's like some, like some scam or like foreign graft, like the, the tourism board of Kazakhstan is giving him $700,000 for some reason. But like someone forgot to register as a foreign agent and the lawyer is just like, Hunter, we have to clean this up. And, uh, Hunter is just two hours into a crack bench and is like, I'm going to do this without him. I don't need him. I'm cutting toxic people out. But decided to send, to, decided to communicate through Apple Music. <laughs> I'm
1: going to ball without you. And didn't he send a Red Hot Chili Pepper song to someone else? Yeah, he to a different lawyer. I, he communicates
2: with his lawyers by sending music links
1: sending them mixtapes like it's a girl you have a crush on in high school <laughs> I like I I like the um
2: the vast um genres he listens to red hot chili peppers and uh, 21 Savage I guess it really depends on his mood that day
0: it must be very frustrating to be his lawyer but in contrast to the Trump's at least you don't get paid in uh, USFL memorabilia <laughs> yeah you know, presumably they actually give you some money for your services
2: well hunter hunter like if he does pay you he pays you like how a con would he gives you a big diamond that a chinese guy gave him or like
0: i'll top off uh, your commissary
2: yeah, yeah i uh hey um do you want some unrefined platinum <laughs> that's who you get if you're just constantly dealing with central asian republics. yeah
1: would you like us that a, a burlap bag filled with lithium?
2: <laughs> there, there are pro- there are some lawyers in Georgetown who like they're putting like three thousand yaks in the storage unit of the <laughs> condo building.
0: Yo, <laughs> I-, I could give you a uh, one thirty seconds ownership of a potash mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would you? So you've always struck me as a guy who's in the in the need for some
1: terracotta kind of warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Can I introduce you in a real Dark Souls sword? No, no, not 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 a, not
0: some fake shit made in Hong Kong, like certain people are uh, supporting. I mean, if, if Hunter is going to front me a brick to you know have him not answer my texts, I'll do that for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I just thought we'd check in on Hunter for a second, but I, I would like to get to the Republican primary because we got we got some action going on there. We got some official announcements. We got some we got some new heads entering the race. We got. Chris Christie, you know, like you said, now, he's doing a cannonball into the fucking uh, the, the yeah, shallow fucking the Kool-Aid wall.
0: man through the wall. Yeah.
1: Chris Christie is there and already just being dogged out by Trump, who like posted that photo of him at a Roy Rogers buffet. That was yep. vintage.
2: That was vintage. Uh, that was no, that's that, old. Yeah. That was from, um, I believe, when Christie wrote his book, you know, one of the millionth uh, books about that's like, you know my time and courage of working (laughs) for Trump for four years straight and then getting fired. But yeah, that was, that was from a while ago. I like that. um, Christie's announcement. It sort of hinges. He's, he's kind of aware of how he's perceived and he's like, we need a candidate who won't tiptoe around Trump. I don't tiptoe. Yeah. Just openly being like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a big, (laughs) I'm a big fat guy. Well, uh, I can barely uh, move.
1: To that end, the New York Times has, like, you know, a roundtable with, like, their opinion writers, like, opine on this. And they're, like, the question is, like, how seriously should we take Chris Christie's candidacy? And Frank Bruni says, medium seriously, not for his minuscule potential to be the nominee, but for the somewhat greater potential to diminish Donald Trump and scramble the overall picture. Uh, first of all, that's the only time the word minuscule has ever been used in a sentence. about Chris Christy. <laughs> but, but, then, but then David French says here, Christie is a guided missile aimed rhetorically right at Trump. I was like, like, I don't gu- know. Guided missile. Guided I don't know. Missile. I think, I think he's he more was one there of those- last time.
0: <laughs> what? They're literally pouring acid into their frontal lobes before they write this shit. He ran against Trump already and he He got tough with him and uh, fucking Trump gave him a purple nurple and sent him crying off the fucking stage like Luder the foreign exchange student he was the first one to fold
2: it was a big deal because he was the first like normal-ish Republican who endorsed Trump he was the first guy that folded and that was before Trump can go like you worked for me and I fired you
0: it was so great too because he did that thinking like they all did okay I'll kiss his ass and he'll give me a spot uh, for my you know loyalty and Instead, uh, and, and he got like turfed out and he got nowhere near the inner circle because Jared Kushner was mad that he'd put his dad in jail for crimes. Yeah. How dare he? Yeah. Which shows you like his goal here is obviously to be DeSantis's attorney general. Right? Like the idea here is DeSantis, if he wants to win, he can't really go that hard against Trump because these voters like him and being him a- attacked will like make them kind of get their backs up. If Christie's thinking, I'll get in there and I'll attack Trump, bring his numbers down, help the Santa's get in. And then he'll reward me with a lolly. Cause like the good boy I am. Cause I didn't put his dad in jail and you know, fine, go for it. But like, where's the evidence that uh, there's any attack on Trump. You could launch that anybody who might vote for him takes seriously.
2: I, I just like <sighs> the idea that he's a guided missile. Like, yeah, that's what I think about when I think about Chris yeah, Christie, I, I, not, that, like not to... that he's like, not that he's like a, just a bunch of duct tape together. TNT, Tossed out of a helicopter.
1: Yeah, here, here's the thing. If I were to compare Chris Christie to some sort of uh, aerial bomb, aerial bombardment device, I would compare him to the thing we dropped on Nagasaki, if you know what I'm talking about. And then also it says here: uh, Imagine you're a GOP operative or campaign manager. What's your elevator pitch for a Christie candidacy? And David Francier says. No one is more dangerous than a man with nothing to lose. And once again, I got to say, really, Christy has nothing to lose. I think he can stand to lose a few pounds
0: <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Tell oh. that to his doctor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, like it, it's clear they're setting him up to be like, we're, he's going to bloody Trump's nose. And it's just like, as you said, Matt, like this has already happened. We've already seen this. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. OK, well, but that's but that's not that's not the, there's, there's still more of this comedy cavalcade
0: of losers mike pence mike pence officially uh, this guy I, I, his, is I like christy's race running i get it kissing up the santas i do not understand what the fuck pence thinks he's doing
2: i was laughing today uh i i saw like uh mike pence at um pizza ranch which is yeah, Pizza like, ranch pizza ranch is this you know horrific Classic iowa iowa like pizza campaign spot and i was laughing because You know, like all the people around Pence are probably like regular Republican operatives. And they're like, "Okay, Mike, if you really want to do this, um, there's a bunch of like terrible, like demeaning shit you have to do. You have to go to all these terrible restaurants. Like, I'm sorry, but the first place we have to go to, it it really sucks. It's really they just make horrible, like stapler filled pizza for idiots and fatsos called Pizza Ranch. And Mike Pence is like, oh, I I fly there every week to eat there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it. That's my favorite restaurant. He's he, he is the only guy who like maybe is doing this just for the experience. Like he is yeah, the one head, guy who just enjoys just all hands. the stupid. Yeah. He loves all the stupid Iowa stuff.
0: Oh, I, wa- I want to go to I want to I get to go to the state fair for free.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> finally. <laughs> oh, I mean, Mike, it's I mean, Mike. It's really bad. You have to eat uh, pork chop on a stick. And he's already taken one of those out of his shirt pocket
0: he eats the stick too (laughs) yeah Yeah, a majority of republican voters believe that the 2020 election was fraudulent which means that mike pence is an enemy of the people (laughs) he was the guy who could have uh, prevented that injustice from occurring and he decided not to i just where's your constituency it's baffling
1: well I mean, well, Politico has a piece out uh, that, you know, like it says, uh, why Mike, P- why Mike Pence thinks he has a prayer in 2024. Um, this is for Politico. And basically, like the article seems to lay out that, like his his campaign strategy, his plan is pray really hard. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, it says here that it, like uh, he and How his is team that different
2: be- from what he normally does. Yeah. <laughs> like, it I presume he- <laughs> that's a guy who prays hard all the time.
1: It says here he and his team believe there is a path, but seeing it does to a degree require a belief in the supernatural it says here pence's theory of the case is based on a mix of divine intervention and a rube goldberg machine like series of events it goes like this trump and desantis cancel each other out in a murder suicide pact and pence steals the evangelical vote in iowa iowa away from them both as well as Nikki haley and tim scott who are vying for the same slice of caucus goers it says here for Pence, there are worse things than being the underdog. He counts as his favorite movie, Hoosiers, the 1988 <laughs> basketball film about a small town <laughs> high school team led to an improbable state championship by a washed out college coach. And like, you know, they talk to his friends and they're just like, yeah, mikes he's just he's not looking at the polls. He's praying. He's looking at the Bible right now. And like, that's what he's focused on. And he, he really thinks he's going to I don't know, like I just I, 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 I don't.
0: I, I don't see that. I mean, he's notoriously like a stupid guy. Like, I remember when he yeah. was in the house in the Bush years. He was noted for being the Republican who would go out uh, and interview and just sound, you know, just not dumb politics dumb. Like just at like a guy you met in the street, you'd think, oh, uh, do you, go, where, what is your job? Do you like, you know, work at the, the? Are you a greeter or something? I don't understand how you could like function in an employment capacity. So, yeah, he's probably just vibing. I mean, he was on the verge of losing his reelection as governor of Indiana when Trump gave him the lifeline. And so I think he's just he's vibing. You know, God has carried him this far and maybe he'll carry him a little further.
2: Yeah, there is probably like a very obscure Bible verse that he's using to you know justify tell you, this whole thing I'll
1: tell you actually it's at the very beginning of the politico article it says here if you want to understand why mike pence believes he has a shot at winning the presidency it's best friends and advisors say to look at the framed parchment bible verse he's kept on his fireplace for more than 20 years
2: oh god yeah and it's not the one of the, this. it's not one of the normal ones like david or or, Sol- or solomon or mark it's like a a Buzikaya or something <laughs> One of those it's, bullshit ones where God gives a guy a
1: yak and kills it. It's a verse from Jeremiah, and it was a gift to him from his wife. And the verse is, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not harm you; plans to give you hope and a future." That's 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 what's that's what's on his mantelpiece. Is that that's from place. the fucking remedial Bible? <laughs> God, look, it's God has plans for you to prosper. Just he's he's stacking your paper every day. Well, I mean,
2: we don't really need to wish him luck. He's already going to have a great time, even though most of the people that will see him will want him executed or think he's already dead.
0: And he's (laughs) a hologram. I'm not voting for a hologram, sir. (laughs) You can't trick me again. I already voted for Max Headroom in 1988. (laughs) I was assured that he had a chance in the electrical college.
1: (laughs) Like shaking hands with voters at the Iowa Pizza Ranch, and they're all just like happily shaking his hand. And then he goes, he walks away, and he's just like, damn, they've got the, they, they made these holograms solid as hell. It felt like a real hand. That's amazing. But I'm still, you know.
0: I believe those are called hard light holograms. Hard Shout light out. holograms. And, uh, yeah. Red dwarf.
1: But like, okay, it doesn't end there because there's another guy who's jumping in the race, and it's a guy I've literally never heard of. I he always love go- when these
0: guys show up.
1: <laughs> he is the uh, the the governor of North Dakota, a guy named yes. Doug Burgum. Doug Burzum.
0: He is the he's our st- <laughs> he is the Steve Bullock of this uh, cycle. I yeah, guess. remember Steve and Bullock when he just showed up? At the no, be I don't. Like, hey, what well, about me too? <laughs> Let's give it a shot. I'm a bolo tie.
1: It says here, yeah, this, this is, a, this is a,
0: and he's in, this is another one of the big square state governors. It's like it takes so long for news to get up there. <laughs> that they're always just showing up at the very end of the party. Like, yeah, give me, I'll go in there. And, and he, I have no idea that no one knows who they are. Yeah, he they're thinks vibing he's vibing with the woodchucks too long.
2: He thinks he's running against, like, Alexander Haig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to
0: give then. Harold Stassen what for.
1: <laughs> oh, John Anderson better not act as a spoiler this time. It says here, um, uh, this is from, from from the article about, about Doug Burzum. It says, but as a base for a presidential run, Fargo is still the smallest of towns, closer to Winnipeg in Canada than to Minneapolis, the nearest American metropolis. The hamlet of Arthur, where Mr. Burgum grew up and where his family's prosperous... What is Doug tree- Burzum?
2: Yeah, Burzum, Doug Burzum. Well, I guess He's, we know one candidate who isn't circumcised. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I
1: was going to say that's a finally someone platform. with work policy. <laughs> He's like, I'm the only Republican candidate willing to show my penis to let you know that I'm one of the good ones. You can trust me. <laughs> um, no, but it's a his family has a century old grain elevator, which dominates the flat landscape. Um, it says here, uh, is still more removed from the nation's political currents even North Dakotans who express admiration for their governor's wealth, business acumen and energy are baffled by his suddenly lofty political ambitions he's a long shot for sure, said Brad Moen, 69 of Jamestown, North Dakota who has known Mr. Burgum for 60 years and traveled a miles- <laughs> his,
2: his best friend who he's known for 60 years, his name Brad Moen <laughs> yeah, Brad Moen yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, basically, like, uh, what, what okay, like, and th- this shows, like, they're right. Like, North Dakota is just so removed from, like, any, like, current of contemporary events or thinking that his pitch for, like, what separates him is that he's going to run. Uh, he has a plan for winning the Republican, no- Republican nomination, which involves eschewing the culture wars and getting back on a business friendly economic message
0: of low taxes, less taxes, less regulation, for, for sure. and can do entrepreneurship. That's right, baby. Mitt Romney 2012. We're back. Oh, the what unvarnished man- economic agenda of the Chamber of Commerce on the ballot. I,
2: I almost feel bad for him. Like, wow, he's just a man out of time. Yeah. He is. Um, We could comfortably put him in the uh, loser bracket with Mike Pence and Vivek. And he does have a shot at being number two in the loser bracket behind Vivek. If and this is pretty realistic, he fools Mike Pence into going inside his family's grain elevator and drowning, which I could see Mike Pence dying that way.
1: Uh, Like I say, one more thing on Mike Pence here. It's like on the campaign trail, he's beginning to like uh, sharpen the edges of like, I don't know, his critique of Donald Trump. And it seems to go like this. Everything good that happened if you're a conservative during the Trump administration that you like, that was me. Like I overturned Roe v. Wade. That was me. But I'm running for president now because I'm uh, I, I betrayed Trump, but I'm running to cut your social security. And it says here, like I, he said, it's disappointing to me that Donald Trump's position on entitlement reform is identical to Joe Biden's. Mr. Pence said, as he discussed the social safety net. So it's like a lot of broad appeal here. Yeah. Uh, uh, making abortion illegal. That was me. But guess what? I'm also going to cut your social security.
0: I'm um, ready. I've got I've got Burzamentum going. I've, I've caught Borgless fever. What's his name? Bur- Doug Burgum, Bergum. D- Bergum. Okay. Bergum. Burgoo. <laughs> Doug Burgoo. Delicious squirrel stew. Um,
1: so yeah, we'll we'll see how that all plays out. Oh, I guess I know one more thing from the Republican uh, primary today. Did you guys see that uh the DeSantis campaign is putting out AI generated images of Trump kissing Fauci?
0: There we go. They're, they're <laughs> getting into uh, the arena now. we are getting ready to throw some psyops out there. Too little, too late. I mean, uh, I I
2: saw some arguments about this in the uh, conservative world. Uh, Tim Pool was like mad about it. And then a bunch of DeSantis cucks were like, oh, yeah, well, Trump said that uh, DeSantis was in a Twitter space with Hitler and and George Soros. And they said,
1: I'm gay. Yeah. I mean, that is true. And hilarious. Yeah, (laughs) it was great. It was great. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how AI uh, will shake up this campaign season let some, get some, some deep fake uh, sex videos out there.
0: seems like uh, want, the inevitability is an AI candidate. I think the Democrats, if they want a oh, s- be, solution be to ideal their Biden problem, the, the solution to their Biden-Harris problem would be an AI-generated candidate. It's like it's the same team as Biden and Harris have. It's the same crew of underlings and cronies. They just have a, a CGI uh, facade instead of a geriatric and pilled-out one.
1: Algorithmically-generated campaign. Um, and I guess uh, before we leave today uh, I, I do want to bring up if you want to tell about like uh, new frontiers and lying on the internet uh, what we found out about the Mueller report lady last week was oh really God, thank you really I was good. worried you weren't going to bring I, it up and I gotta say I gotta say respect to Mueller she wrote because mm-hmm. like, I, I, like I I'm not mad at this like getting her bag from all that PPP money I was like I simply I remember when it happened we just simply had to be like how, how stupid are we folks like she's she's, oh no, she's a podcast. She's perfectly. a podcast money getter, and I'm sorry. Like, I, it's my favorite thing is people lying on the internet, and like yeah. her lies were so good. It's Santosian, really.
2: I cannot believe the people who are mad at her lies. Like the people are like, uh, "How could you lie about being in Desert Storm? Like it's fucking <laughs> Vietnam." No one, no one on the American side. Like if you died. In that 12 war, people the died side. in the Desert Storm. Yeah, and all 12 people who died on the American side of Desert Storm would assuredly have also died in America from, like, <laughs> carbon monoxide inhalation or falling asleep with a lit cigarette or whatever. Like, it, it, it's um, – if you're going to lie about being in a war, that's a good one to lie about. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I mean, she was in yeah. high school when the Gulf War happened. But like one of my favorite things that I learned uh, from this this expose for her, her very funny uh, fibbing and storytelling is that the Pentagon classifies anyone who has served in the military after the Gulf War as a Gulf War veteran because they regard everything like from 1991 to the present as the Gulf War era. So like in V.A. and like in their internal bureaucracy, everyone who has joined the military at any point after the Gulf War is a Gulf War veteran. Gulf War era
0: veteran. Gulf War era veteran. It's the era. I said that every time I made Gulf War era storm that I said, Gulf War era storm. (laughs) I just love that. I love how, you know, you, 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 for the most part, the, the lies were sort of by implication. You know, it's like, oh, you didn't know about the whole era thing. Well, that's not my fault. You know, I said my grandfather, he went down on the ship. The ship went down and he was on it. I didn't. Okay, And then I say he died of the war it's because he inhaled all those fumes that killed him 30 years later. I, <laughs> I lo- of course that's that, what was, I meant. that was, well, the best was that's you, <laughs> that the was the best one. That was the best one. The weird conclusions from this that's my, not my fault. The time you paradox the line is the best one.
1: Okay, yeah cuz like uh, she said that her her grandfather died at Guadalcanal which is funny no, because he that died would...
0: <laughs> because of Guadalcanal. That's oh, a right. difference.
1: <laughs> he
0: was yeah, he was he
2: was um one of the production trucks for flags of our father's.
1: Hit him. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was getting Clint one of his lunch salads and he like slipped and fell. Yeah. I love this one because it's like, yeah, her grandfather
2: was like, he did serve in Guadalcanal. And like, he was and like, he was a a generally hero.
1: had like a generally courageous uh, service at the battle of Guadalcanal. Like he like, and, I don't know, like, like took the wheel of a sinking ship and like saved all these guys lives and then swam like, you know, in the fucking ocean. Like, yeah, like real, real, real hero shit. But then she was just like, oh, no, he died there, too. He went down with the boat, which would erase her from existence. It would mean that like her mother would never be have been born.
2: It would erase her from existence. But I like that because it's like the original story is good enough. Yeah. But why do you go one step further? You can tell it started as a spur of a moment thing when, you, you know, she was probably arguing with someone and she typed out my grand. I, you know, I. she was starting with her lie. I got fucking disabled in the g- Gulf storm, blah, blah, blah. And my grandfather was a hero. And wait, not good enough. My grandfather died in Guadalcanal. <laughs> like,
0: well, it's, it's, that's it's, definitely it's, how it was. It's online combat instinct. all will yep. spare in love and fake war. If you're trying to one up <laughs> your opponent in an argument, my, well, my dad fought in for this country. Eh, my dad. My grandpa died for this country. Boom. That's the fucking Trump card. So you're going to yeah. throw it down at every point. Nothing's going to stop you from getting the maximum uh, rhetorical advantage in every point.
2: People like grandparents, you would think like, what is the biggest thing people lie about online? And it's not like it's not like sex or income or anything. It's really like grandparents. I've I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I saw one time. Uh, people were making fun of this guy, like a picture of this guy um, for, like, looking shitty. He'd said something about someone else. And he said, oh, yeah, that was taken the day after my grandmother's funeral. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to do. I don't know how that exonerated him. But he just when- pulled that out and was like, phew, got I love out of it that when- one.
1: I love it when adults... Try to like uh, play up a grandparent dying like it's a big fucking tragedy. That's yeah. Oh, them. I, like, love, that. Saying, <laughs> I <laughs> love that. I love that. My grandmother died. It's like you're forty. What the fuck? It's just astonishing they were alive to begin with. This I happens. Lo- that's my
2: favorite thing. <laughs> my
1: when, yeah, someone, died.
2: someone dies when they're ninety three. It's not fucking fair. It's
1: By the like, way, Pat like, Robertson. No, that's R-I-P. one of the
2: <laughs> faire- uh, Yeah, one of the one of the greats. <laughs> we just talked about him wow we literally did we do we we talked about him on a very recent episode
1: uh it's like a, a spongebob meme and it's like when when you're when you're trying to go lie for lie and your opponent is Mother. she wrote i love her
2: i just I, I, like i, I, I don't, don't see like anything bad she did
1: no no she she rocks i'm like and I, I gotta say that i also really like uh the people who are like talk about you know dying at Guadacanal but on the other side just dug in there still fighting for the emperor Uh, All of the fans of Mueller, she wrote that they're like, I'm not going to reference the thing we are all aware of, but just be aware there is a coordinated intel op going on to take down someone (laughs) who's done good work. Yeah. And then, like, and then, like, like, you know, fans will reply and just be like, well, I mean, like, this doesn't really address, like, the, you know, obvious (laughs) falsehoods that she said about her life and career. And then they're just like, thank you for outing yourself as a Russian block. Bye.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I like all the uh, military cells. Who are in the in the replies? And they were like, "I can't believe someone would lie about being in Navy Nuke School." <laughs> I went there. I went there for thirty years, and they. Would, I got so they,
0: many paper cuts.
2: Yeah, I. They, uh, every time I would get a nuke quiz wrong, they beat me with a bag of doorknobs, <laughs> and it was the greatest honor of my life. I love Commander Zebulon. He came <laughs> to my wedding and killed my wife i love how fucking dare you lie about being in the peacetime navy like i was (laughs) it's like it's like fuck you you suck you didn't you also didn't you didn't you accomplished the same as she did in the military you you defended freedom to an equal amount and extent but she actually she made something out of herself yeah she became a fucking a business owner and a content creator
0: It's true. What have you been doing?
2: Yeah, you're just you're just posting. You're one of the like demographic roundouts on Twitter. You're one of the few 61 year olds on Twitter who uh, is just posting your name on Twitter is something like Mr. Boatman 1971. And you're (laughs) constantly correcting people about stuff that they they get wrong about the Navy in movies. Who gives a shit? Shut the (laughs) fuck up. Boats (laughs) suck. Fuck you. We have Space Force. (laughs)
0: But yeah, yeah exactly. it's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, if you're if you if you were in, even if you, she was in uh, the Gulf War, even if she had been the in, war, in the Gulf doesn't count. What is the difference? You <laughs> oh oh, two guys pressed three more buttons today than they would have if we weren't at war. Holy shit! Give yourselves medals.
2: If you have PTSD from being in the Navy in the Gulf War, not a SEAL, not even not even a pilot, which yeah. is also a fucking stretch. If you were a boat guy and you were like, I <laughs> fought, I saw combat in the Gulf War. No, you did not. I no, That's I heard, not combat.
0: I heard. <laughs> that was it. I heard that like four or five times while I was eating dinner. That's that was the extent of the combat that I witnessed.
1: I I I like I, I gave the thumbs up to Pete Maverick Mitchell as I'm freaking rocketed off the deck of the ship. That's what I did. But it was pretty fun. And like, look, if I had slipped, I could have fallen under that F-16.
2: You were you spent a year on a studio apartment that kills people.
1: <laughs> That's all you did. Shut the fuck and up. Felix, Felix, you're so right. Like and, and one of my favorite details, like it wasn't even a lie. Like, it's not even a lie, but just her repeated invocation of the phrase nuke school. And I was a Navy nuke was so funny to me. <laughs> nuke I school. love that. Like, you said the me nuke school. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, but there were, there were, I found out nuke school is a real thing because like, yeah, all these losers, all, all the boats run on book. nuclear reactors. I went to nuke school. It takes 19 weeks of preparation. I, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I came away, I came away from it already. Like I already liked her going in. I came away from it liking her even more. There's just no, there's no argument that those pathetic Navy guys on Twitter are ever going to win me over with.
0: Uh, just while we're shouting out details, I would like to bring up the one uh, of how incredibly impressed I am with being presented with uh, an article under your own name on your own website. And then just responding to that, being like, no, I didn't write that. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's oh, incredibly yeah, awful yeah. behavior.
2: That's, what they, that's, that's, right, they teach that's right. Because that was that was a, that, that was not military related. She wrote an article where she was like, fuck all the SJWs canceling Daniel Tosh. I love him. <laughs> yes,
0: <exactly. laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I've done She's the N-word awesome. in, my own, in my own routines.
2: <laughs> She's and awesome. Five, yeah, five, six years, seven years later, being shown that and being like, nope, not me. Every part of that sequence rocks. Yes, it's great.
1: That's what they teach you at Navy Nuke School. Never back down, never surrender.
2: Well, yeah, what do they say in uh, the Splinter Cell games? You know, Sam Fisher, is the top secret agent of all time. You know, we will disavow you. We'll disavow anything we've ever done. Any article that, you you know, we wrote under our own name saying Daniel Tosh rocks, we're going to disavow it. That's the fifth freedom.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, respect to Mueller. She wrote um, just like I, I want. I just I need to I need to we need to learn from her. We need to study at at, at, at her feet, you know, like just to imbibe her. Her yep. wisdoms.
0: Don't back, dune. Double dude, <laughs> Do I, yes, exactly. <laughs> I,
1: like, there's no lie you can't get away with if you just have the balls mm-hmm. to commit fully. We
2: really, the next time there is a PPP thing, we have to take it. You got to get in there. She did.
1: Hey, dude, I. But the next time the sky is orange in New York, give us some of that. Give me some of that money. I can't go outside. If you work <laughs> for if if you
2: work <laughs> for Israel, let us know when the next pandemic's coming, <laughs> so we can get in on that PPP stuff.
0: We got to get uh, uh, L. Ron Hubbard's boat. That's my long-term goal for the crew. We can just yeah. sail around in that broadcasting pirate style.
2: Let's say that we have 70,000 employees.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> we need $10 billion. The baby's got
1: to gotta eat. Yeah. <laughs> we, have more, we have more employees than Governor Doug Burgum has people living in his state. Yeah. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's leave it there for today. Um just uh any, any 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 plugs, any addendums that we need any business we need to conduct? No? Okay. Well see talk to you Monday, everybody.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I'm a classic man.